John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Yay. Uh, So, how's it going then, Sam? Yeah, still boiling hot over here. I feel like I've got to, I should give a weather slash season update at the beginning of <laughs> each episode now. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, the one of the things with the heat is the insects come out in Japan. You, uh, that that's the best thing about England, I think, the lack of mosquitoes and <laughs> things like that. Well, we, but we've, had got a, a, we've got like a, like a small fruit fly infestation, and I just can't find out where the fuckers live. And it's driving me insane. Um, wow, is it what um, outside, just outside the house or inside the house? No, no. So they're coming out of the kitchen bin every time. But I've emptied the kitchen bin, and you know it's a new bin, so it's completely clean inside. So I don't know how or why they're getting in there, but it's just driving me insane. Ah. Um, so they're hanging around, waiting for the rubbish, and then zooming into the bin when you're not looking. Yeah, they're having loads of sex, and then just making more of them. And then... <laughs> So it's like a, you're really quite jealous of the fruit flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I, I wish my problem the other day was a fruit fly because I came home from work. the the wall The outside wall of my house is kind of whitish, and as I got out of my car, it was I, I don't know, sort of like eight p.m. or something, and the the security light came on, and as I looked up to walking towards the front door, there was a massive spider on the wall and I'm talking like you know the ones they have in Japan where the body is like the size of your fist and (laughs) then the legs are like long as your fingers it was like (laughs) a monster and to to be honest if I lived here by myself I probably would have just left him alone and got in the house and hoped he fucked off but but my missus if my missus saw that spider we would have to move house. At night it would time, have, it would outside? Be... Fuck you, Del. It's like... <laughs> no, she wasn't going to see it then, but it was a case of if she came home and she saw that, because the fucking is living in my house somewhere, right? Uh. <laughs> I, I'm trying to make excuses for the fact that uh, I decided to kill the spider, right? So the spider is outside, <laughs> outside on the wall, outside your house? Yeah, but it's like right next to the front door. I mean, the fucker could have got in the house. Yeah, but it surely, was like, it was... surely you could have just gone near it and it would have fucked off without killing. <laughs> so, are you, uh, are we going to get hate mail? Because I... Oh, just, it's silly. Because, I mean, you're moaning about fucking mosquitoes and the thing that kills and eats mosquitoes, you're killing it. It's stupid. I know. But I find mosquitoes annoying and irritating. But what I find more annoying and irritating is my wife screaming and bellowing because there's a fucking man-eating <laughs> spider on the wall. <laughs> wow. A- anyway, so I made the probably wrong decision. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that it was uh, probably a mistake. But I made the decision to fucking do away with this man-eating spider. And just inside the front door, we've got like an insect spray thing. 
So I crept into the front door and I got it to make sure he couldn't fucking run in. <laughs> and I gave him like a, sp- a spray with his face. Spray, spray, spray. spray, spray. And he fell on the floor and he was on the floor. <laughs> spray, spray, spray. And I got him some more and he stopped moving. I was like, right, done and dusted. My heart was going. <laughs> like, you know, heart rate was up as high as it's been in a couple of years. So how am I going to dispose of the corpse? So I thought I'll get a tissue, grab it, you know, and oh. chuck it in the bin or whatever. <laughs> and I didn't want to just leave it there because it was still like visibly a massive spider just outside the house. Anyway, so I went into the house to get some kitchen paper. And then when I came back out, the fucking spider had gone. <laughs> I hope it's coming to your house. Oh, mate. So... He, he was playing possum. He faked me out. He went, oh, yeah, I'm uh, like, dead. I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like a horror movie. Uh, I hope he's coming to your bath to wash it so, off. <laughs> undoubtedly, he, yeah, he, he's gone away. He's going to recuperate and come back <laughs> with all his mates. <laughs> uh, just everything about uh, that story is just wrong. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Or if you're going to kill him, once you've done it, why, why get a tissue to pick him up? Why just kick him into the street? Or just kick him into the grass and let something else eat him? Well, it was in it was in a bit of a difficult position because he'd fallen down down the wall. Right, yeah. And then he was like in the... he was You know where the, the wall meets the floor? He was like right in the corner. So right. kicking him... Well, A, yeah, kicking him would have probably just really... I mean, it would have been an effective method, of course, but it would have just deaded him more. Um, also, I didn't really want to sort of smear him a lot around. <laughs> well, you know, you could start just moving with your foot without fucking taking a run up and punting it against the wall. <laughs> Put your fucking football boots on. That's really like moving with because... your foot. <laughs> he was quite in the. He was in the corner of it. I think uh... it would have caught. Him. I would have had to sort of like back like drag uh, back him out of the corner uh, and then dribble him through the driveway <laughs> the <turn>. road. <laughs> yeah exactly and you know i haven't played in a while so i didn't really <laughs> I mean, also also i mean if i had touched him with my foot and then he'd sprang onto my leg i mean that <laughs> <would have> just been <laughs> So, yeah, I wouldn't say we live in the countryside, but there is certainly a, a large insect element that we have to contend with here. Did you miss his note? Did you miss his note, this story? Have you told him that there's a spider with wanting revenge on the loose? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so she found out. <laughs> yeah. your, web, your web of lies. <laughs> I told her I made the mistake of after the initial success or what I thought was success, I went in the house kind of like, you know, showing off my bravery that I killed this massive spider. And then when I came back in with no spider to be seen, like, what happened to it? Yeah, I told her, so... <laughs> John, 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 Sam, in Japan. This is JNSNJ News. Now it's time for the news section of the show. Sam, what have you got for us? Uh, yeah, this is a story from the Huffington Post, huffpost.com. Uh, this is a story about uh, fishing. John, are you a fisherman? No. Uh, I'd like to be. I think it looks quite good. 
Um, I like, there's a TV show called Paul and Bob do fishing and it's two guys go fishing and chat. And I think they're both very, they're both famous comedians, but I'd, yeah, I'd like to give it a go. I think. Do you think uh, when we retire, we should get some fishing rods and just go and hang out in a river? Yeah. But I like the, I used to like watching the old boys uh, down at the beach, just sitting on the, on the rock out in the sea and then just catching some fish. I've done, I did that. I did that a couple of times actually with a Japanese friend. Um, it was good. I'm just a bit, you know, he was, he was properly into it. So he, he like afterwards we barbecued the fish and it did taste good, but he did all the skinning. Yeah, yeah. He did all the skinning and the deboning and stuff. Yeah. You need to sort of know what you're doing for that part. Don't you? Mm, definitely. Well, this is a story about two fishermen, uh, in, uh, in America. Um, the article starts, you should have seen the one that got away. When Richard Kessar of Shelbyville, um, Simpson, Simpsons fame, of Shelbyville, Indiana, took his friend John Hoop fishing on the Ohio River last week, the goal was for Hoop to land his first blue catfish. Well, he did, but this fish came with a surprise. Was it a boulder? <laughs> It says, um, we noticed when we got it in the boat that the fish's stomach was huge. Uh, at first, they assumed it was because of eggs or maybe some wildlife that the fish had eaten. Kessar went on to say, uh, it's common to find other fish, sometimes turtles, muskrats and other animals inside a fish, he told the station. But it wasn't until later in the day that he actually pressed down on the catfish's abdomen and felt two hard objects that he knew couldn't be eggs. Right. So, uh, do you want to have a guess? There's so the, there's something inside the catfish. Right. To say roughly how big these chips are. How big was the catfish? Um, don't think there's. It doesn't say exactly, but. Um, I, I, there's a photo that actually I'll share with you soon so you can see what it looks like. Right. Uh, but yeah, there, there's two, there's two items right. and yeah, both of them are pretty big. Right. I mean, you're so, talking, yeah, big. So I said, I said Baldo as a joke. Is it two giant dildos? <laughs> You, have you read this article? No, no. <laughs> because you're so close. It is It is not two giant dildos. It is one giant dildo. <laughs> oh, right. uh, with, um, with testicles. It, <laughs> yeah, there were actually two objects in it, uh, right. in the catfish. Um, they said when they returned to Kessa's home, they cut open the catfish and they s discovered what was bulking up the fish's tummy. Right. One was a foam ball. Um, one was a foam ball. And the other was a fairly large sized dildo. Wow. Or as Kessa referred to it, the other object. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna send this to you now, so you can see the picture. Right. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've just done it. Go down, go, go down to the picture if you can yep. see it, right. and then just look at that dildo and consider the fact that Ugh. the article describes Ugh. it as a fairly large dildo. Right. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm not 
massively uh, a connoisseur of dildos, but yeah, I can see it has got testicles, hasn't it? It, looks... it does have testicles. I mean, it's 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 one of those. It's got well like a sucker pad on the underside, so you can like I don't know, <laughs> fix it to your desk or wherever <laughs> you're deciding to. <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus. Um, but just because it's been in that catfish's stomach, it's all brown, so it just looks like it's covered in shit. It's awful. That is, yeah. a, that is a horrendous image. Ugh. That is Ugh. a... Yeah. That is. <laughs> and, it, uh, and it's very detailed. It's a work of craftsmanship, really. Right. Yeah, that's just... That's pretty horrific. <laughs> yeah, so it was definitely a surprise, I think. Yeah, yeah. He uh, said, Kessa... Kessa posted uh, photos of the catfish and the other object on his Facebook page where it immediately aroused, good one, <laughs> uh, interest to the tune of more than 19,000 shares as of Friday afternoon. Right. Um, it, it's also created some challenges for him as a dad of a three-year-old girl, something God. maybe you could relate to, John. <laughs> um, I hope this is not going to get dark. <laughs> <laughs> There's, um, as we go on, this story here, uh, there's a character in the story called John, but it's actually his wife's name, so I'm presuming it's a, an abbreviation of something. Um, it says, when it came out, John, my wife, and I started laughing. My well, no, wife John, immediately... John's, John's his mate, fucking hell. It's not John, a comma, my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there is. <laughs> you said the guy was called John at the beginning of the story. He told me you'd prepared this. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you read the first, have you done, have you just read the first chapter? Are you doing like Wikipedia? I, a Wikipedia I version. Just saw the, read the tagline. I just saw the photo of the dildo. <laughs> and you were hooked. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's when it came out. John, who is my wife, and I (laughs) started laughing. Uh, My wife, John, immediately covered my daughter's eyes. (laughs) Immediately covered my daughter's eyes and turned her away from it. But the daughter keeps asking what it is. Uh, But that's probably a conversation for a different time. (laughs) So. What what would you do? So if if you caught a catfish and it had uh, a kind of some sort of sex toy in it, would you would you dispose of it in your own rubbish? Would you throw it over your neighbour's fence? I mean, what what would you do with it? Uh, you wouldn't just, use it, would you? I just I just had a vision of you asking that question on a date. <laughs> A date, you must have a good imagination. <laughs> what an icebreaker. Have you ever, uh, if you caught a, a fish with a dildo in it, what would you do? <laughs> um, I'd say um, 10 out of 10 for originality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that could be a burning question. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> if you found a sex toy in a fish, what would you do? <laughs> okay, we'll do that. We'll do that in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'd just chuck it in the bin. I wouldn't be using it, would I? What the fuck do you want me to say? <laughs> give it my wife as a but present. I... Clean it up and give it as a present. <laughs> give it a test drive on my ass. <laughs> chuck, it, 
chuck it, chuck it in the bin. What else are we gonna do with it? Put it on, e- put it on eBay. <laughs> Uh, heavily used. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think that's probably going to be a burning question because I think most people would say, just chuck it in the fucking bin. Uh, and anybody who didn't say sure. that probably doesn't want to put the answer on Twitter. <laughs> uh. um, Kessa told the Huffington Post via Facebook that Hoop's, Hoop, his friend Hoop, has the catfish, but he didn't think his fishing companion had eaten it yet. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, he still has the other object, but probably not for not much longer, as he said, I don't have any use for it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't think most people would, would they, really? A dildo that's been in a catfish. <laughs> so it's certainly, a, it's certainly a niche product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was thinking, uh, it's a, it's probably a different species of fish. So finding a dildo in a fish instead of a catfish, it's more of a twat fish. <laughs> <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Sam loves musical comedy, and John hates listening to it. John hates absolutely everything. He's a miserable fucking git. Pants on fire, you're a liar. Your nose is growing. Pants on fire, fibs and. It's pants on fire. Uh, I'm going to try and detect if John is telling the truth or telling the lie. Uh, John, what's the situation today? <laughs> well, so I was thinking about doing this and then um, somebody sent me a, a video, like a funny video on Twitter, and it just kind of reminded me of something that happened when I was I was young. So the, the story is I... Um, semi-intentionally so intentionally but i didn't actually think it was going to happen hit a person in a wheelchair with a golf ball in the face <laughs> oh okay is this a rec- is this a recent oh no no this is uh, this is when I, no no this is when i was a teenager so i used to i've talked about it on the podcast before i used to work at a golf course yeah there's yeah. a there's a par three and uh, me and my friends and my brother used to go down and play and then one day there was a person in a wheelchair under the hull, and for a laugh, I went, right, you know, sort of watch this, I can see if I can hit the guy in the wheelchair. Then I hit it, and it actually was just brilliant, and it bounced up just in front of him and smashed him in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely shouldn't be laughing about that if it's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, listeners, play along, won't you? We're going to try and detect if John's story is... Uh, a truth or a lie so mm, what what was the, sorry the guy in the wheelchair he was playing golf well I don't know if he was playing or it, like his assistant was playing or like his he was, he was with like two other adults they were definitely playing and I can't remember I don't I mean how would a person in a wheelchair play golf but then if it's only path three I don't know I don't know yeah I mean if a pitch and putt 
maybe. But so sorry, the, the 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 guy in the wheelchair. He was a young guy, did you say? No, no, he was like uh, he was an old boy. You know, well, I mean, we were like 15, 16. He was being probably about in his forties or fifties. Okay, and after the golf ball hit him in the face, how did he react? Oh well, he was fucked. <laughs> but his uh, <laughs> his carers or his brother or whoever it is, the people with him were absolutely livid, mental. Um, were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, so sorry. Did you you aimed the golf ball at him? Did I get that yeah. part of the story? That yeah, the, yeah. That part of the story. Yeah. I, so you're yeah. hang on, right? So this is the, what we, you're saying. This is what you're saying that you and your mates are having a round of golf. You see a disabled guy in a wheelchair, and you say, "I'm going to whack a golf ball at him." Yeah. And then you did, and it smacked him in the face. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> right. Come on, I, I, never, oh. I, never, I never thought that it would actually hit him because I didn't think it was that good a shot. Um, and, yeah, obviously, this was when I was a teenager. I would never do something like that now. Oh, well, I wouldn't put it past you, to be fair. Uh, but, okay, and then, the, so, 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 so t- talk me through what happened after the ball struck well, so, the man so, in the face. So, we hit the ball, and then it kind of, when it became apparent, that actually, it was going somewhere near them. We shouted four, and they kind of sort of looked up. But obviously, he's in a wheelchair, and he's bounced, uh, I don't know, like two or three metres in front of him, and it's just taken one bounce, then bounced straight up into his face. Um, then Stop laughing when you say that. <laughs> uh, so then we've all kind of shouted, oh, sorry, shit, sorry. And the people, two guys with him, have gone absolutely apoplectic. He's sort of, yeah, yeah. you know shouted and sort of slumped in his chair um and then i don't know we just kind of it was an accident they just kind of we sort of buggered off i think we just kind of did a bit of a runner yeah yeah so and did you ever like there was no uh comeback from the golf (laughs) club or anything like that i didn't kill him (laughs) (laughs) the statue of limitations has passed uh, <laughs> uh, that time I murdered a disabled no. person. <laughs> oh, so I, uh, I can see Tina. I could, I could imagine a group of teenagers saying, "Go on, you know, whack the ball at those guys over there." I could definitely yeah. imagine that's happening, but I, I, I think like I'm going to play the kind of percentages here. I think it's possible that that did happen, but there's a chance it didn't. Yeah. Let's say 50-50. But the, then the chances of you hitting it and then the ball hitting it well and then the ball hitting him in the face and, yeah. and then there being no repercussions, I reckon that that kind of adds up to a very low possibility. Right. So I'm going to predict uh, that this story is a lie. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's just yeah. I mean they were they were angry and stuff and shouted at, but it was just yeah, just <laughs> it's just ridiculous teenage behaviour. Yeah, that is ridiculous teenage behaviour. Yeah, um, uh, it's a brilliant shot. Like I said, like you know, a million times I'd never make, be able to make that shot, and just the one time it just kind of all came <laughs> together perfectly. Or well, not perfectly, because that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being so pleased with yourself. 
Well, I'm pleased about the fact that I've just I've won again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good with a you you're good with a pants yeah. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Me winning again on the pants on fire, you could say it's par for the course. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, what are you doing? I'm cooking, obviously. What does it look like I'm doing? Nah, I, I think I think you're doing that a bit too much. It's... No, no, it's fine. I know what I'm doing. No, no, seriously, that that is not going to end well. Well, trust me, I know what I'm doing. It's perfect. Or is it? <laughs> there we go. It's the burnt question. All right, and now it's time for the burnt question. So we've got quite a lot of uh, people have replied to the burning question uh, after we've done it. So it's every now and again we like to go back and just go through some of the ones that people kind of missed out on. So um, you're going to kick us off, Sam. What's the burning question that you've got some answers for? Yeah, this one was, what's been your biggest mistake at work? And this is from Vicky on Facebook, who I think you might know, John. Yep. Uh, I think she's a teacher. Yeah. And she says, bottom set, year 10 lesson on menstruation. I tried explaining that some some girls bleed the first time they have sex because the hymen breaks. (laughs) The conversation ended with an autistic boy shouting out he was going to punch a girl in the chuff before they had sex and using arm movements to demonstrate. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever... Have you ever started off uh, courting with a punch in the chaff? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, fuck it out. After the uh, the question about the dildo and the catfish, and your second question on this speed dating would be horrible. <laughs> 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 have you ever started have courting? You... <laughs> have you ever been courting? In, started courting with a punch in the chuff? <laughs> Who else has been in touch? Uh, so the burning question was, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen on public transport? And uh, Jay Dude got in uh, for uh, on touch on Twitter. And he said, riding the Midosuji line, I looked up from a book and saw a young lady standing there in her undergarments. Nobody else was looking at her. The subway stopped and she retrieved her summer dress that got caught in the door. So um, she must be, he says, she was up against the door as it closed and it pulled away her pulled away her dress, I guess, uh, and it had come off. The buttons had popped off or something. Oh, no. So he said, I should have I should have averted my eyes from the beginning, judging from the look she gave me, but I wasn't ogling. I seriously didn't know what was going on. It was hot and all, but was it that hot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would be you would be surprised. You would be surprised. Yeah. And that's why your mother always tells you to wear clean underwear. Yeah. It's normally in case you have an accident, but... Probably she didn't have that kind of accident in mind. (laughs) Um, Joe got in touch on Twitter. This is Joe from the Ishikawa Summit to Sea podcast, which I wholeheartedly recommend. Uh, Take a listen to those guys. Uh, Good Japan content. Um, He said, um, he's got a couple, he said, slightly um, offensively, he says, I don't think anyone involved will listen to this. Harsh. But... (laughs) 
I'll, I'll leave their names out just in case. So he said, first year of uni, I found out which university I was going to while on a summer holiday with my family and my girlfriend at the time. I had to find accommodation within the week. So my girlfriend asked her best friend, in brackets, bestest friend in the whole wide world, <laughs> to look... And he puts in uh, capital letters, look for a flat for me. He continues, I should mention that I fully intended to break up with my girlfriend before term started. <laughs> not not a nice guy, are you, Joe? Uh, <laughs> Um, I intended to break up with my girlfriend before term started for entirely selfish fresher week slash first year reasons. <laughs> uh, he wanted to he wanted to punch someone in the chuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, she was going to be uh, at a different uni in a town miles away. Uh, the best friend found me an apartment and kindly even paid my deposit. Uh, oh. It turns out it says. I would be living with her and a random dude I didn't know. <laughs> oh, no. So he's like been cock blocked to like yeah. the nth degree. All oh, the stories I was in. I've, we've been married 30 years ever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what he said was, I mean, he still, he still, he, he still went on. He said, I broke up with my girlfriend, but then had to live with her best friend for a oh. year. Oh, God. Well, at least he's got the stones to follow it through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ikebono got on, uh, on touch, in touch via Twitter as well, and he, he said, uh, again, with the strangest thing you've seen on a train, was uh, on a journey, was gentleman heavily drunk, asleep and snoring in the middle of the seat. The train stops with a loud announcement. The guy's startled. He jumps up and out the door, but it's actually the window. So there's a huge bang with an impact. He shook himself and ran out the door. Everybody, everybody murmuring, "Die, Jambu!" <laughs> the running into a window. I did it. Oh. I've done. I've done it before. Oh, mate. <laughs> you, it's 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 doubly bad because you feel like an idiot and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've banged my face on a window before. Fucking hell. Thought I'd give myself a brain damage. Oh, well. <laughs> Wouldn't rule it out, of course. No, no. <laughs> uh, Joe, uh, uh, from, the, <laughs> from the horrendous story before, had a part two. Uh, this is, it's like, lit it literally is a sequel. It starts second year of uni. <laughs> <laughs> so he's lived with his ex-girlfriend's best friend uh, for a year. Um uh, he said, second year of uni, the dude I mentioned in story one turned out to be a gay guy from Sunderland. But despite <laughs> obvious massive differences, <laughs> I should point out here, when he says massive differences, he's not referring to the guy being gay. Uh, uh. Joe is a fan of Newcastle. <laughs> Which is like their arch enemies are uh, Sunderland. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's as horrible as he came across there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said he says, I didn't hate him as much as someone like me is programmed to do. <laughs> Again, this is football related. He's not um, a massive homophobe. 
<laughs> he says because um, the guy in question didn't like football, so being from Sunderland wasn't actually an issue. He said, I liked him a lot, actually, so we decided to share a flat for the following year. We needed a third member, so I asked my best friend from the rugby team, a fellow six-foot-fiver, hard-as-nails, northern Irish lad, cracking rugby player, big drinker, um, who spoke in a way that I couldn't understand, and he agreed to move in. So I moved in on the Sunday, slightly anxious that my rugby-playing friend would be okay with living with a gay guy and hoping they'd get on. When I went, when I got there, they were sat in the living room together. And my friend said, yesterday, me and him. And then I interrupted and said, ha ha, I thought you were going to say that you'd slept together. <laughs> there was an awkward silence. Basically, they had slept together. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh uh, my rugby playing friend uh, was worried because his brothers would have literally killed him if he found if they found out, uh, and he was terrified the other friend would tell people. So there was a horrible atmosphere in the flat for the entire year, a little bit like two parents breaking up. It was awful. <laughs> I'm still friends with both now, and my rugby playing friend is fully happy with his gay self, and he is enjoying life. So, a happy ending, so to speak. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then he adds an addendum that's the short version <laughs> the question about what's your biggest cultural faux pas so uh, Paprika Girl got in touch on Twitter and she said faux pas perhaps with food she can't comprehend pasta on bread or corn potato shirasu ebi natto stuff on pizza um, I mean that's not a cultural faux pas that you've made is it but <laughs> do you do you think she's saying you think she's saying that the Japanese nation has made a cultural faux pas against the Italians? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia! And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Thanks to everyone who got in touch. That was loads, loads of you for the burnt question. Um, you can find us on johnandsaminjapan.com, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, uh, get in touch. We love it when you join in. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and so next episode's burning question, because we didn't do it this episode, was uh, what's the worst journey you've been, you've had to endure? So by the time we record the next episode I will have travelled to Japan all by myself so fingers crossed they allow me into the country I've got my visa yes, <laughs> yesterday I went to um, I went to the local post office to get uh, an international driver's licence and <laughs> there's an old Asian bloke who works there and he said oh you know what country I said I'm off to Japan and guess what Guess what? He, the, the only thing he wanted to talk to me about Japan was try and have a guess um so I, I, I'll just kind of like shoot you. I'll just fire things at you till I get it. Yeah. Uh, sushi. No. Su sumo. No. Mount Fuji. No. Kimono. No. Yakitori. No. I'm running out of stuff. Give me a category. 
well, it's just a toilet washlets. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. How did I not get that right? No. Uh, it was just, he spent five minutes just to say, asking, quizzing me about uh, Japanese toilets. He was, he was absolutely obsessed. Um, I told my missus when I got home, and she went, he's probably got piles. <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, that is a man. He's got severe hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, the Japanese toilets, the watch is it's a thing of beauty. It is. It's amazing. Can't wait to uh, get back on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back uh, to civilization. Yes. Um, anything else? No, I think that's all. Well, hopefully catch you later. Yeah, yeah. See you soon. See you soon. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family Or even the people you're married You should join in Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.